Welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host, Justin Baker, is joining me via Skype. And uh, we are jumping right in. This is the fourth day in a row that we're doing a show. And today is on the top 15 goaltenders that are still in the playoffs uh, for all playoff teams. So uh, we've already done centers, wingers, and defensemen. So... Let's finish it off, cap it off with goaltenders. We decided to go top 15. Uh, I think Justin still, you, he might rattle off his rest of his top 20, but we just felt like top 15 was good since most teams only have one good goalie. Uh, although I guess there's a couple teams on my top 15 with two goalies, but uh, just to keep it, I don't know, you know, because otherwise we might as well just do a top 24 and have all the goalies in there. Uh, so we stuck with the top 15. With that said, Justin, you want to just give us your 20 through 16? Yeah, why not? You know, I when I was putting together this list, when you talk about most teams with good goalies, right? Like one team you look at is the Dallas Stars. They've got Ben Bishop and, uh, you know, Kudobin back there that both had solid seasons and could both be potential, uh, you know, starters in the playoffs. But unfortunately, like that was that carried some weight into my decision was who's going to be the guy I think that the team's going to go with and what, you know, like what important numbers, what stats, you know, what, what kind of performance this guy's going to give his team. And I think that, that weighed a big, big number into it. And so rattling off my 20 through 15. So I've got at 20, Braden Holpe, 19, Matt Murray, 18, Peter Morazic, 17, Barlamov and 16, Corey Crawford. Okay. All right. I like the list. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like that's Colorado's one thing is their, their, uh, their goaltending. They, they fall out of these, out of this list. Um, say, say your, say your four again, one more time. Oh yeah. So I just want to compare yeah. them where they're on my <laughs> list. Yep. I got Holpe at 20, uh, 19, Matt Murray, 18, Peter Morazic, 17 from the Islanders, Varlamov, and 16 from the Blackhawks, Corey Crawford. Okay, all right. So I only have one of those players made my top 15. All right, not uh, no, yeah, Yes, only one. Only one. And that is Braden, Braden Holpe. He's the only one that made my top 15. Yeah, um, you know, I, I was hesitant. I wanted to put him a little bit higher, but given his poor performance during the regular season and the fact that, you know, he could be, I mean, he could be the one out after the season. So maybe they roll with Sam Sonoff in the playoffs, you know, kind of led me lean towards putting him a little bit lower than maybe a lot of people do have him on this list. Yeah. I did see a, I did see a rumor that it's possible he'll sign a one year deal to stay in Washington. Well, all uh, right. So that's out there. Who knows, uh, you know, who knows the validity of that, but I did see that. I guess it's a possibility. Um, I, We'll talk a little bit more about him when we get to when we get to where I, I dropped him and why he, why I put him there. Um, so with that said, I'll just give you my fifteen through thirteen, and uh, and then we can kind of dive into where you put guys, and we'll go from there. Uh, my fifteen, I have a guy who I mean, Sergey Bobrovsky's my fifteen from the Florida Panthers, and I think it's it's almost amazing that he's had such a fall from grace so quickly from uh, his you know pretty solid playoff year last year. Certainly wasn't his fault that he loses in the second round to the Boston Bruins, and uh, he has that great first series against the Tampa Bay Lightning as a Blue Jacket. But in Florida, he has easily his worst year of his career. I mean, who would have thought signing a $10 million deal and you'd fall into the toilet? 
Uh, <laughs> Bobrovsky, just an absolutely terrible year. But I, I do think that this is an opportunity for him to redeem himself. And, uh, you know, maybe this is a second, a true second season for Bobrovsky. And really, if we see the Bobrovsky we saw last year's playoffs, I mean, the Panthers could very well go into into these preliminary round, beat the Islanders, and then have a great shot at whoever they play next. Like, imagine if the Panthers were to play the Bruins in round, I guess technically round one, uh, where Bobrovsky gets a second crack at the Bruins for the second year in a row. It would be pretty interesting. Um, but he's my 15. Then I've got Carter Hart at 14 for the Flyers and Dallas's backup goaltender, Anton Kidobin, at 13. All right. I, I can honestly say that uh, Kudobin did not make my list, although his numbers would definitely validate, you know, the need to put him on most lists. I think, you know, he had a great regular season and he's a great one-two punch for Dallas, but uh, did not make my list just because I know for certain he is definitely not starting. Yeah, he's not going to start, but nevertheless, he is still, I mean, on a, on probably half the teams that made the playoffs, he probably would become the starter. So right. I, I'm not going to knock him for... Uh, for having a guy who is a Vesna candidate last year, slightly ahead of him, and uh, he also he he does play on a very defensive team, so that certainly boosts his stats a little bit. Uh, but Dallas is in a great position if something happens to Bishop, which we've known that has happened before. He's gotten yeah. hurt in the playoffs uh, <laughs> a couple times, especially when he was with the Tampa Bay Lightning, and uh, and that was really where Andre Vasilevsky got his first opportunity was because of a Bishop injury. So who knows, maybe. Q Doman gets another opportunity if, if Bishop can't go. Yeah, and I mean, you, you look at the the advanced statistics, gold saved above the average. He ranked third in the NHL behind two guys that are up for the Vesna right now, Connor Hollebuck and Tuka Rask. Yeah, and, and to only play, he's only played 30 games. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, gold saved above average is like, hey, here's the amount of games you played and here's how many extra you know goals you saved. So the more games you play, as long as you play good games, as long as you've played well, uh, seemingly those numbers would be higher, which, hey, Connor Hellebuck played almost double the amount of games that Kudobin played and saved less than five extra goals over the course of those 28 games. Just shows you how good Kudobin really was. Right. <laughs> um, so right. who are your 15 through 13? Yeah, so at 15, I've got Elvis Merlickens. Um He's a goaltender I really want to put higher on this list. But, you know, again, I, I'm torn. I don't know if he's going to be the starter, if they're going to go to Corpusalo. Honestly, if you look at his numbers, though, he definitely uh, – you can't argue if they decide to make him the starter, right? If you look at goaltenders that basically played, you know, more than 10 games in the regular season, he ended up with the eighth-best sure. save percentage in the NHL. And he had I mean, a nice – he, he finished out what was left of the regular season. He was pretty good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Finished it strong. You know, obviously, he came out and it was a little rocky to start, and you start to wonder, like, hey, is this guy really the real deal, right? Is he what, you know, everybody was making all this big hype about? And then, you know, of course, uh, you know, just bounces quickly back and, you know, gets an opportunity and, and really ran with it. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see what Columbus, you know, decides in terms of who they start here to open up, um, you know, their series. But uh, either way... I, I got to say, it's it's not a bad choice, either guy you pick. And so for me, he comes in at 15 just because, again, I can't decide who's going to start a net for that team. And then uh, moving on to 14, I've got Sergei Bobrovsky. And, I mean, you kind of talked about it. And, you know, we saw that exhibition game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And 
And I don't really actually, you know, even though it looked like a shellacking five to nothing, he really, um, I don't really think he was at fault on many of those goals. And, uh, you know, although he really didn't look that well, I still would like to and expect to see a better Sergei Bobrovsky in the playoffs. And hopefully he can get somewhere close to where he was last year. And I think Coach Q can, um, you know, maybe take a minute here and pause and hit the reset button for him and, you know, they can guy needs so many damn reset buttons. Uh, <laughs> I know the, 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 you just the good say news, three lives are over. The good news for Bobrovsky is that he, uh, he won't have to go up against the same firepower playing against the New York Islanders. So he, he at least has that going for him. Did you see the Florida Panthers tweet about that game where no. they, they copied and pasted, Tampa Bay's tweet after losing in four games to Columbus, where it was like, we don't know where to go from here. We, oh no. We're disappointed too. We, we, we can't begin to figure out what happened and like all this. And uh, it was just like, we're just glad that you're here and that you're with us or something. And so Florida just <laughs> tweeted that exact same thing after losing that game. Of course, like in full jest, like who cares? It's an exhibition game. No one gives a crap. Right, um, but I. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I thought that was that was that was a, a, whoever the Florida Panthers Twitter guy is. Solid move. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that one. I love it. Uh, and then, of course, for me at number thirteen, I've got Jacob Markstrom for the Vancouver Canucks. I think. Beauty. Um, yeah, this guy here, he obviously has an opportunity now. He looks like he solidified his position over the last couple of years as Vancouver's go-to guy and. Uh, you know, 918 save percentage through 43 games obviously got a little hurt there towards the end. And so luckily we had this pause so he gets an opportunity to heal up, come in fresh. And uh, I really think he's poised to do some damage with a young, fast, capable team in front of him that really has some firepower. And so hopefully uh, we'll see, a, you know, a much better and non-injured Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, yeah. I think that he was he was slightly above average, which I think is is like what we kind of expected from him. I mean, I guess he he was 11th in goals, goals saved above average. You know, he was he wasn't in terms of like goals against. He wasn't necessarily great. He was in the third, like early 30s, um, save percentage wise. He's 20th, or tied for 19th. But uh, he he was good enough. I feel like he was he was solid. There wasn't any reason to go. Oh crap! We have Jacob Markstrom back there. It was he was an average goaltender. And that, frankly, is you're in pretty good shape if you're an average goaltender in the NHL. You yeah, you have every opportunity to win every game if you're average, slightly above average on on any given night. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's funny because most people look at him and say average, right? But you look at a guy, a, you know, obviously a lot younger at 21 years old, but a Carter Hart who played the same amount of games, only managed one more win, and had a worse save percentage at 914 compared to Markstrom's 918. And yet everybody's praising Carter Hart as like the savior and goal for the Philadelphia Flyers. But, you know, Markstrom doesn't get that same respect. And maybe it is because, you know, I think he maybe had high expectations and really didn't deliver early on in his career and has sort of taken a little bit longer to, you know, come to form. But I think he's here, he's ready to play, and I think he'll be a solid goaltender for the Vancouver. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They they both have very similar seasons. Like when you look at their win-loss record, you look at their – quality starts and, and everything. They both had 25 quality starts. They both played very well. Um, and they're, they're just at different points in their career, right? A 21 year old and a 30 year old. By the time you're 30, we now know what to expect. Like this is probably as good as it gets for Jacob Markstrom in my mind. Like this is, this is the goalie that 
I think Florida or at Vancouver, yeah, Florida expected when they drafted him, and Vancouver expected when they traded for him. Uh, and whereas Carter Hart, you're looking at him right now, going, he's only 21 years old and he's putting up pretty darn good numbers. What's going to happen when he's 24, 25, and he's in the prime of his career? You're hoping for Carey Price kind of numbers at that point. Uh, so I, I think that, that that would be the difference. Uh, speaking of Jacob Markstrom, he is my number 12. So I, th- okay. I think we've covered him at, at length enough. I, I put him... I put I have him just a little bit higher. Probably I have Anton Kudobin on my list, so he can, he jumps Anton Kudobin because you know he's going to start for his team, uh, and then of course he's ahead of Carter Hart. He had a little bit better of a season, and and Bobrovsky because Bobrovsky's only on the list because I feel bad not having him on there. <laughs> and uh, same kind of goes for my number eleven pick. That's Braden Holtby. Didn't have a great regular season, but. That has happened before where there was a lot, there was controversy about him and that, and we weren't sure what, you know, who was going to start. And uh, that year he didn't start, but then after game two, he, he hopped in and Washington just went on to win the Stanley cup. So the difference between Holtby and Bobrovsky Holtby has done it multiple times. He's won numerous series and he's won a Stanley cup. Bobrovsky has won one series. Uh, well, uh, did he win any when he was in Philadelphia? Not as the starter, I don't think, right? I don't believe so either. No, I think I he think was right. he was there when like Michael Layton was there and uh was I think I think he was there when they when they went to the finals. He just wasn't starting, but uh anyways, we can look that up, but that's uh that's why Holby's ahead of him there because I just feel like Holby's done it before and I'm willing to put him a little higher on this list knowing he's got the experience and I expect that, you know, for these 30-ish games, 20, 20, 30 games potentially for Washington that that he's pretty good. Uh, And then coming in, my first in the top 10 is Marc-Andre Fleury for the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Who I don't know. I think he's going to start. That would be my guess, but we'll see. Yeah, you know, it's funny. The uh, Las Vegas... Tribune. I'm not sure what their their paper is called out there, but they actually wrote two separate articles: one on why Mark Andre should start, and one on why Robin Leonard should start. Oh, that's interesting. Both, yeah, very good reads, and I'm I'm surprised like it wasn't one article, but you know it was it was interesting to hear an argument for both guys, and so I uh, you know definitely definitely have my opinions, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, so, they're actually uh, they'll be playing in uh, in about five hours from now, so we'll find. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure Mark Andre Fleury is going to start that game, but. Yeah, beautiful. Um, okay, yeah, let's go year 12 through 10. Yeah, 12 for me is Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, again, could be, you know, higher, but um, again, I don't know if he's going to be the guy in that, you know, yet for this team. And uh, not only that, too, but you look at his numbers this season, and obviously he's had a down year. Uh, you know, ever since coming to Vegas, he started out with a 927 save percentage, and it's it's been going downhill, you know, every year ever since. And is that due to age? Is that due to the team in front of him? And I'm not really sure. Um, you know, I personally think this team this year is much better, you know, suited and better coached than they were maybe last year. So, um, you know, be definitely Good interesting. Lord, it's pretty quick how we go from frickin' Gerard Gallant being the greatest coach in the <laughs> NHL to last year he wasn't that good. <laughs> I mean, he was he was fine. He was average, you know. He was fine. I have no problem. He, yeah. <laughs> he's, he was fine. He's a, he's a very, very good coach, I'll say. I'll oh, say he he's much more is. more than fine. 
He's okay. in the top ten of any, of coaches. Yeah, I won't argue with that. Absolutely not. And I'll be interested to see where he lands. Uh, Babcock ended up in Vermont, eh? Vermont. <laughs> Do you see that? He's like took no. a volunteer coaching, uh, like consulting job with the University of Vermont. So he's wow. really trying hard to get out of Dodge. Like right. he doesn't want to be anywhere that people can recognize him. Apparently. Well, he definitely doesn't need the paycheck. That is for sure. That is true. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. For me, I just, you know, again, we mentioned it just, you know, is he going to start? Is he not? Uh, so he's at number 12 for me. But again, this guy's got the experience, the pedigree. He's been there to the Stanley Cup so many times, both as the guy and, you know, as the backup, as we've seen. Did you times know, can I just throw this out? Did you no, know? Please. So the last two years, uh, 18, 19 and 17, 18, Fleury was uh, fourth in Vesna Trophy voting last year and fifth the year before that. And he has, it's only 2011-12 and 2010-11, he was 7-8 and eight overall for the Vesna. So he's never been in the top three, uh, only once, twice in the top five, and it's been with Vegas both times. He had a season in 14-15, he was 34-20-9, a 9-2 save percentage, 2-3-2 goals against, and 10 shutouts. And yet, no, he's he wasn't even in the top fifteen for Vesna voting. Wow! But he was eighteenth in Hart Trophy voting. Yeah, I think you know it's. I think it's people kind of like a double-edged sword. I well, I don't know if it's people hate him, but I think it's like when you well, play in front of Crosby <laughs> and, and Malkin, it's like they expect you to get the Ws. They expect you to have shutouts, right? So maybe you don't get as much love as you necessarily should. Justin Andrew Hammond had a vote and <laughs> he didn't cam talbot that year had a vote and he didn't uh, i can't right now we're moving on <laughs> that's embarrassing. It, it was the year that andrew hammond was 21 and 2 uh, yeah with nine four one save percentage yeah yeah that was unreal um okay well moving on number 11 for me i've got carter hart um i think this guy's poised to you know have a great playoff run, hopefully, for the Philadelphia Flyers. I would love to see them go deep, and uh, they're a team that basically a lot of people are expecting to kind of be that, I don't want to say underdog, but a team maybe that nobody really is expecting to go deep, and they, they could make some noise in the playoffs, and I think he'll be a big reason why. I think, you know, he's only getting better, you know, as he's getting older here, you know, two years already in the National Hockey League, and both years, some some good numbers here, so Excited to see what he can do in the playoffs finally. And uh, Yeah, they're definitely the, the team in the East that, you know, we're not used to seeing being a top seed, right? Like we're used to them. Okay, they're the they're a wild card and they come in and they get they lose in five or six games to whether it be Washington or Pittsburgh or whomever up up at the top and uh and they're disposed of pretty quickly. But I it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Because they yeah. they're they're really at the point where a lot of their young guys who have been touted for a really long time are finally kind of starting to mature and are in this position where they they actually have a pretty good mix of veterans and younger players. They aren't by far aren't the youngest team anymore. So like it's kind of about time for this team. Right. Yeah. They've got, Other than I mean, Carter Hart about, being very young. Right. You talk about young guys like Travis Konechny and Provorov, right? Ready to to make a, a name for themselves in the playoffs. So I'm really pulling for them to, you know, come out of that, that preliminary round and get to face the Pittsburgh Penguins in the second round is what I'm really hoping for. Uh, a four or five matchup with 
the Penguins and Flyers would just be my dream. And, you know, that would really be a good test for a guy like Carter Hart to, to start his playoff career. Um, and then moving on to number 10 for me is a guy who maybe, um, you know, didn't have as great a numbers as maybe should have in the regular season. I think his team is, you know, four checks hard, plays fast. And maybe that might translate into some success in these playoffs because he's definitely going to have to be good for them to advance, and that's Carey Price. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, you've got Carey Price a, a, tid, a tidge bit lower than than where I have him, but uh, yeah. Is oh, I was going to ask Nolan Patrick. Have we heard anything about him? He's not going to play, is he? No. From what I understand, he's so. still experiencing some, some migraines, and so they're holding yeah, him out. I, I, like yeah. I always feel bad when people have that crap going on. Yeah, that's so, and it's it's like it's not even has anything to do with you know that injury history that he had coming out of the draft and why he was held out for sure. sure. You know, yeah, it's just it sucks for them, and they're they're you know they could really use him to be that third line center. Luckily, they've got Kevin Hayes who who looks like a quality piece, but he would it would just be he better be a freaking quality piece. Seven point one four two eight five seven, I think is what. Yeah, he that's another conversation <laughs> <Some> for <laughs> another time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Carey Price being at 10, uh, why so low? Well, to be quite honest, I mean, yes, if I had maybe to rely on one goalie for one game, he would be a guy that I might look to. But, you know, over the course of the season and the team in front of him, what maybe, you know, in terms of when you look at that defense outside of, you know, a guy like, you know, Jeff Petrie and Shea Weber, uh, you know, there's not much to really rely on not much to get excited about and same goes with the offense they've got a, a couple good pieces up front but yeah, they're gonna get he, trucked there's no doubt about that well Just, yeah he's, he has not, to be the guy fault. and <laughs> no and and you know again we've i've kind of looked at his numbers a little bit more over the last couple of years and they're just not that carry price-esque numbers that i've come to expect i guess and and that contract doesn't help it either and kind of you know magnifies it even more but it's just been a little disappointing for me, and so I just can't justify putting him higher. I guess. Yeah, this is when I look at Carey Price, I see a guy who, if you took him and you put him on any any of these, like let's say top six teams in the conference on either side, he's probably up for a Vesna. But Montreal sure. is not good. Like Montreal is, I'd say, like I I look at Montreal and then I look at let's let's compare them to say Detroit, like. What do they have that Detroit doesn't have? They've got yes, they have Shea Weber and and, and Carey you know, Price. Yeah, they have Carey Price. I mean, there's there's comparable pieces all along the way. I mean, yeah, sure, Montreal has Max Domi. Well, the Red Wings have Dylan Larkin, who's proven to be a, a solid number one, at least a number two center, and that's about what Max Domi is. One of those in betweener kind of guys. And I mean, I looked their their lineup top to bottom. They're not that different. Yet Montreal's way up here in the playoffs. I mean, granted they were they're the 12 seed, but uh, they're in the playoffs. And Detroit finishes last. And why? It's you're right. It's Carey Price. And so when I look at his numbers, yeah, all right, he's a, a goal and a little bit under the average of goals saved, but. I just I, I consider the team in front of him, and I go. I mean, this, this the only reason this team is here is because of him. Uh, so for that reason, he's higher on my list, and then we'll find out where. Uh, I guess I can. I'll, I'll jump into my my top nine here. We'll go Frederick Anderson at number nine, the Leafs goaltender, and uh, which surprisingly enough, NHL.com in their list did not have Frederick Anderson anywhere 
in their top 10. I, I thought that was a little surprising. Wow. Um, so he's my number nine. Robin Leonard is my number eight. I actually have him ranked higher than Mark Andre Fleury, even though I know he's not going to start. I think he's the better goaltender right now. And uh, if I were the Vegas Golden Knights, I would start Robin Leonard. Uh, so there's, but yeah, I know familiarity is is certainly a factor. But anyways, I have him at eight, and then at number seven, I have Arizona's goaltender Darcy Kemper. All right, I love it. I love it. Uh, can't really argue with any of those picks because uh, when you hear mine, you'll hear some similarities, some, okay, some names right. in there. So, yeah. So at number nine for me, I've got Darcy Kepner. Uh, I really like this guy. I think he's he's going to be the go-to guy for Arizona over Antti Ratna, and his numbers prove why he should be. I mean, this yeah, guy, I mean, yeah, you're not play Ronda. Yeah, and a 16.65 goal saved above average for a team that doesn't score much. And, you know, hopefully – He'll get some offensive support now, maybe this postseason, now that they've had some time to maybe, you know, like with training camp and maybe Taylor Hall a couple minutes to reset. Even though, to be quite honest, Taylor Hall really wasn't that bad for this team. He still was close to a point per game. Um, you know, and again, Phil Kessel, they've got some some offensive studs there that could, you know, score a few goals. So if they do, and, you know, his ability to shut down the net and really keep, you know, teams in front of them to low-scoring games, they, they could have an opportunity to make a little noise, you know, early on and then, uh, moving down my list at number eight, I've got Igor Shosturkin. I love this guy. I think he's going to be a superstar in this league. There's no, there's no reason why he wasn't plucked earlier to be the starter for this team. I know there's still some controversy, and you know maybe Hank is the guy if you're looking for somebody with experience. But you know I look at what Igor did in the Russian league, and granted, yes, it is different than the NHL, and you have a lot of different players, you know, at higher skill levels here. But you know he he ate up. The, the KHL and only comes over here and at 24 he's poised to be you know a Vesna goalie here soon enough so you know is it time to give him the reins I think they probably won't I think you know again they'll they'll go to the king maybe but I still think he's the better goaltender right now at this point in Hank's career wow you've got him so much he's at, he's at seven yep yep he's at number no number eight I'm sorry number eight so you have yeah. Anderson at seven then no and at seven I've got Robin Leonard actually okay okay Robin Leonard yeah, uh, I again. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, it's surprising to me that you've got a guy with hardly any NHL experience and and you've got Carey Price behind him. I don't know, it's just interesting yeah, I, to note. If, if anything, that just tells you how high, I am, how high I am on this guy. I think he's going to be a stud, and I think he's already shown, you know, just in the few games, you know, he's played how good of a goaltender he is. I mean, in 12 games, his goal saved above average was a 9.3 with a 750 quality start percentage. I mean, he's just went 10 and two. I mean, it was all beautiful for him. Uh, so if he can get a little bit of goal support from Zabinajad and Panarin up front, it should be pretty interesting. And I think the Rangers would have a good opportunity to come out. But again, it, it all depends on, um, you know, are they going to start Shesterkin or go to the King? Yeah, that, that will be, I mean, oh man, can you, can you not start Henrik Lundqvist? I think you have to, but this is probably out of all the, you know, who's going to start goaltender tandems. I think this is probably the shortish leash. He really wasn't. He really wasn't that great. Like, I, I mean, he he neither none of the Rangers goalies made my list just just because of the the lack of experience. I mean, truly, I, I know he did, he did play well in the Russian league. He did have a good twelve games in the NHL, uh, but it's twelve games. 
we we have seen guys have good starts to their career. They start to get figured out, especially in a playoff where, hey, you know, those 12 games, if they think there's any chance of him starting, they're definitely honing in on some of his weaknesses. They're watching film. Uh, That can sometimes change the effectiveness of a goalie. A new goalie, nobody knows much about him, and uh, and that's definitely to his advantage early on. Uh, So I I don't have him on my list, but a Rangers, I, I think the ballsy move would be to go with him. Like, do you want to win or are you just happy that you made the playoffs and you're willing to like to sacrifice all that on the altar that is Lundqvist? Because he hasn't been good in a couple of years. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I have no idea what they're going to do, to be quite honest. It's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I, I, I would probably, if it was me, I would say just be ballsy about it and go with Shosturkin. Uh, You know, Lundqvist knows, you know, He's on his way out. He knows there's, you know, there's two other good quality goaltenders. I mean, we forget about Gorgiev, and he's still, granted, he's nowhere near, I think, the quality goaltender that Henrik was at his prime or that Shosturkin can be, but I still think he is a good quality goaltender. Sure. Um, so, again, you know, there, he, he probably is well aware of the situation, and so yeah. I don't think it would be, uh, you know, any, any, you know, hard feelings if they went with Shosturkin. Um, which which then, in the in – the, the exhibition game, they split time. They both played about 20-something minutes apiece, 29 yeah, minutes each. Yeah, and they both looked each. good. They yeah, both, both of them good. let in a goal. So, right. <laughs> uh, where uh, Shesterkin had far fewer shots on goal, he actually had less than half that Lungfist had, but uh, sometimes that can be – I mean, you just don't get the same type of – who knows? Like, he had seven shots on goal on him in 29 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I right. mean, it, it's not much to look at there. Uh, I don't think you can look at that and say, well, yes, he is save percentage is lower than Longfist. You're not going to do that because it was one goal each. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And so I, I really, I, never, I don't think we know who will start. No. And number seven, speaking of don't know who's going to start. I, I've got Robin Leonard. Um, this guy for me is the obvious choice. If I'm, you know, Vegas, this is who I'm picking to start. But again, you know, Mark Andre Fleury's got the, the resume there that Leonard. Mark Andre Fleury going to go to Seattle. That would be freaking awesome. That would be actually. They just say hey, we're going to resign Robin Leonard, and then you guys can have Flurry, <laughs> and then he goes to Seattle. And what does he do? We'll see. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay, let's go. We'll go uh, six four three. My six is a guy who is your number ten. Like I said, I had a much higher carry price. I think just based off talent level alone, and just watching him, you know that he's he's a a great elite goaltender who plays for a bad team. Um, Jordan Binnington starts my top five guy that uh, could have won the Conn Smythe trophy last year. Had it not been for the heart and soul of Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, I think, you know, he, he was able to come into these this year's regular season and he looked pretty good. Like he, he didn't look uh, like he lost a step from last year. Yeah, he didn't have heroic numbers like he did the previous year, but still a 9-12 save percentage, at 2-5-6 goals against, and he was 30-13-7. and seven. So he uh, he played very well when he was in net for the Blues. And uh, I don't think there's any Jake Allen controversy. I, I think Jake Allen had some real nice games down the stretch. He, yeah, he was like <laughs> nine two seven save percentage, two fifteen goals against. But I, I don't think there's any chance that the Blues go away from Jordan Binnington. Uh, and then my number four is Ben Bishop for the Dallas Stars. 
Okay, yeah, um, not too different of a list, to be quite honest, because at number six, I've got your boy from Toronto, Freddie Anderson. Um, I appreciate I you ex- putting him so freaking high. It's great. No. I, I hope he plays I, like that. I'm expecting. He played well against honest. Montreal, but like I said, Montreal blows, so. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. I this guy to Pretty me high on Montreal, if you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy to me, over the last few seasons, you know, he's been like, the one guy that nobody really talks about, you know, for the Vesna who who should get some consideration because he's been, you know, for the last five years he's played for a team that lets in so many shots and he's just been rock steady for so many years for this team. And I, I think right now he's looking at this as a prime opportunity to say, okay, we're going to go out, we're going to get this. We've got a hungry offense, you know, some hungry forwards in front of us who really want to put up some goals. And, you know, if I can just lock it down, we could go deep, and I think this is what Toronto's, what I'm expecting Toronto to hopefully do. And uh, you know, I think he'll be just he'll be a rock solid goaltender for them. And so, uh, not really worried about him and what he's going to produce these playoffs. Number five, same as you, I've got Jordan Binghamton. Again, no controversy here. He's going to be the starter. Although I, I will say, if you're St. Louis, you feel safe that if you know as well as Jake Allen yeah. played. Yeah, if there's injury, you you feel pretty confident with Jake Allen back there. And then at number four, I've got Ben Bishop. Yeah, Ben Bishop being in there. I mean, there's just no, <laughs> there's not a whole lot to say. He's an absolute beast, and you know that a defensive style game suits him because he's able to just pick up positioning, and, and that it really just fits the way that he is built and the way that he plays. Yeah, uh, which has made him essentially a, a potential Vesna candidate as long as Dallas continues to play this defensive style. Right, and I think outside of Carey Price, he might be the second best positional goaltender in the league in my opinion yeah yeah i would i no no doubt about that uh one small debate we'd love to hear on twitter at ot hockey talk see i we're just going back to frederick anderson for a second i call him freddie like i'm like yeah great save freddie and my dad and my brother luke he's been on the show before uh they both call him andy i'm like guys that's i don't know i don't know why is that weird to anyone else Colin Frederick Anderson, Andy. Yeah, Andy made the save. It's Freddie, not Andy. It's Freddie. <laughs> I guess you know if you if you like heard maybe some audio of the you know the the players or the coaches calling him Andy, then maybe that might click. Huh? But no, no one's ever know. called I, him that before except for my. I, yeah, I would just call him Freddie just based on his name alone. Exactly. So. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for clearing that up. Let me know if you call him <laughs> Andy, and if you do. Uh, just go ahead and give us a good unfollow. Just kidding. You get to... A good unfollow. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's uh, knock out our top three. We've got the same guys. Let's find out the order. I've got Tuka Rask coming in at three, uh, the ultimate first three-round goaltender, and then Andre Vasilevsky sliding in at number two. And at number one, based off the incredible season he had and based off the fact that he is this team's best player, hands down, and that is not the case for very many other goaltenders, Connor Hellebuck is my number one goaltender in the playoffs. Wow. Wow. I am impressed. I am impressed, sir. Uh, I was not so generous for Hellebuck. I put him at number three. He's supposed to be your boy. He is my boy, but I will say I've got, okay, at number two, I've got Tuka Rask we're all, at number we're all, one. We're all harder on the people we love. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at number one, I've got a guy who, if i got to give him a nickname, it's Vassie, right? I'll call him Vassie, but uh, yeah, argue with me on Twitter if you think that's weird, too. But 
I mean, look, Tuka Rask has got the pedigree. He's been there before. Granted, his one cup, he was a backup, but he's taken his team to the finals. Granted, he blows game sevens. We all know that. It's just not in his resume. And But I think given the success he's had in the playoff over a guy like Connor Hollibuck, who hasn't had much playoff success. Now, is that his fault? No, I I, I don't blame him one bit, but he also um, he had want, he had he did have a fantastic regular season. He he yeah. he he will probably uh, I think there's a strong chance he wins the Vesna, even though Connor Hellebuck should win it. There's a strong chance that he'll win it because people will look and go, he only had eight losses, right? Because your team yeah. was freaking unstoppable, especially in the beginning of the season. Whereas Connor Hellebuck had nobody in front of him. He had to carry that team, yeah. And I I don't disagree with you. He is the best player on his team and um you know unfortunately that just wasn't enough to propel him over the the two guys in front of him vasileski i mean when you look at him he, he's been solid since day one this guy's going to go in there and be solid again for the lightning who i believe you know probably have the most potent you know offensive team maybe you know next to toronto who i think could be the two highest scoring teams in the uh in the nhl these playoffs so you know i i just again i just can't argue with any one of these three being in any, you know, one, two, or three, whatever position you want to put them in, there's no argument against it in my mind. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll i say this. You've got Connor Hellebuck. We just agreed he's the best player on his team. To me, the only other team in the playoffs with a goaltender who's the best player on their team is Montreal. Yeah. I don't think there's any other ones. All right. Any final thoughts before we uh, before we tap out and begin watching the NHL freaking playoffs because they are upon us. My gosh, August first, what a day it's going to be! That new New York and Carolina series opening us up at twelve. I am just super pumped. And uh, you can find go go follow us on Instagram at OT Hockey Talk. You can follow us on Twitter as well. Um, We are going to be watching that game together. We're going to go have some uh, some video content as we go through that game. So we'll, we'll have some fun online with that. So uh, hop on with us and interact with us as we go and as we all watch the wonderful music, the wonderful orchestra of the playoffs. Uh, with that said, Justin, I'll see you on the other side of the playoffs. <laughs> Once the playoffs begin, I feel like it's a new life. We're, we're in a new world. So uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon we'll see you on instagram and twitter and uh enjoy the playoffs